Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of The Backpeg. This is the next in the line for our Asian Cup coverage here in uh, January 2024. It's been an incredible tournament, Laz, you're on, alongside me, and we're here to talk about the round of 16 games. Nathan, correction, it's February. Oh, yeah, it is February, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are here to talk about what was the round of 16 and a crazy round of 16 at mm. that and preview or cast our eye over the upcoming quarterfinals commencing um, tomorrow or Friday night, our time, in Sydney. So it's been a crazy, crazy period, but uh, enjoying the football nonetheless. Nathan, I don't know about yourself, but um, casting my mind back to the conversation that we had with regards to the round of 16 and what we thought might happen. Mm-hmm. We didn't do too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. We did okay. We did okay. Um, We lost three quote unquote big teams from this knockout phase. We'll go over the games that we lost: the UAE, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. I think we've got some uh, very interesting quarterfinals coming up. We're going to cover those off very much later in this episode. But there's some amazing stories in here, particularly in that top left corner of the bracket. Mm, Yes, indeed, indeed. So where do you want to start, Nathan? Should we start with Australia versus Indonesia? Let's do it. First Straight game. off the bat. Let's go. Yep. All right. Socceroos winning 4-0 against Indonesia. Looks good on paper. Looks good on paper. First mm-hmm. half wasn't that great, to be fair. They started very slow. Australia. Yeah, they did. It's probably Indonesia the, came racing out the blocks. Probably the slowest game that they've actually played pace-wise, mm. which was interesting to know, you know. Um and Indonesia were up for it in the first half. Come the second half, though, different story. A couple of uh, changes made to the formation, and, and um, Australia seemed to play a bit freer and a bit more um, attacking, you know, uh, territorially as well, playing more so in Indonesia's half. And, you know, it, it was a good second-half performance, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. And the game, I don't think, was ever in any real doubt beyond the opening phases where you thought, oh, Indonesia's here to play. And I think that caught a lot of people by surprise watching that Indonesia are better than their reputation would suggest. And you can say that about many teams across this Asian Cup. So many teams have punched above their, their weight or, to frame it differently, they've really proved themselves on this stage. And yeah, that's, that's it just a... shows that mm. shows that the uh, the level in Asia is just ra- rising Quite drastically, and it's a similar theme for the uh, African Cup of Nations, which we'll talk about in, in the uh, in that episode. Uh, that's just a completely different <laughs> level altogether. But look, um, we should mention that um, the Socceroos started with Ryan in goals, Gethin Jones uh, as right back, Suter, Kai Rolls as your centre halves, and Azizbaj on the left. Like we suggested, that would happen. Boyle on the right, Bacchus and Irvine in the middle, with uh, Jordan Boss playing as the left wing. And then Riley McGree and Fornaroli getting a start. Yeah, and I thought Bruno had a a good game, if not a great one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought this was pretty much the only chance he's going to get to start a game for the Socceroos, given um, Duke's injury or fitness, shall we say. Mm. I think that this was the only chance he's probably going to get to start a game. And well, he handled himself well. Would have been amazing if he happened to score that overhead that he went for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. But good to see the goals being racked up, four of them. Yes, I know two mm. were very late on, but just the soccer scoring four goals is a, a good thing mm. and a good marker. Mm. And teams seem to be growing a little bit into this tournament. 
I I mean, Gethin Jones had a very much a, an up and down match. He provided mm. great assist for Martin Boyle. Yeah, he got that was out a couple of times. He yeah. was maybe running the risk getting sent off at one point as well. And I think that's why Atkinson came on. Yeah, right. And I think that shows that Gethin Jones will probably start against South Korea. You think he will start? Mm. Okay. Mm. He's running the risk. I know he was running the risk mm. of you know like obviously being carded, but I think that's uh, I don't think Atkinson will start. Where's Miller? Is my question. Yeah, yeah. I want some Lewis Miller back in my life. No. And, uh... <laughs> that's fair enough, right? <laughs> that's fair enough. Look, I, I, I think the changes were um, worked out okay as well. So... Yeah, and we should mention Craig Goodwin. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Seen again, a goal and assist, mm. and a uh, a wonderful uh, Ronaldo impersonation as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we need to see um, the likes of Silvera? Or Tilio in the team in this upcoming quarterfinal for a bit of creativity. The only player I think who comes out of that attacking unit is Riley McGree at the moment. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think we're going to see Boss or Boyle dropped or rotated. I agree. Especially now as the game's getting harder. Yeah, but there's going to be a bit more space, I think, uh, afforded to Australia in this game as well, right? Coming up against Korea. Mm. I mean, we'll do. Mm. A more in-depth preview, but I mean, we're focusing solely on the Socceroos here and looking at how they lined up, and and I think that there'll be a bit more space afforded to them. They'll be a bit more uh, able to express themselves a bit more. They won't be sitting against, you know, they won't be playing against a team that'll be sitting as a low block against them, right? But that being said, there does need to be a bit of a creative spark. And I think that is the thing that we're missing because we've lost in the last 12 months the or 15 months the likes of Rogic, Moy, Luongo, you know, Hrustic is injured, which I think if Hrustic was available and fit, that would have been a very good uh, solution for Australia. I think so, yeah. That is the big flair and the big question regarding this team is the, the a little bit of extra creativity is needed mm. in the final third. Yeah, I think. Right. Just to unlock the defensively, fences. Yeah, just, to, just defensively yeah, in yeah. the midfield, I haven't yeah. really got a problem with mm. the Socceroos. Mm. It's just they're missing that little extra piece going forward. And mm. whether it be for stage, whether it be a Matt Leckie, yeah, just the, to fit and firing Craig Goodwin. There's a good shout, right? Like, there's just that little bit missing from this team. And look, so far so good. They've done well. Because they one goal through to the quarterfinals, mm. scored enough goals to win the games that they needed to. And they flexed a little bit in this game against Indonesia. And I think this campaign mm. has been pretty good in terms of the results. Performances mm. can always be better, but sure. I don't think exactly it's all... I'm trying to make a comment on the reaction and the constant sure. negativity about it. I think that you can criticise. They have. There's some merit to criticising the team. I agree. But they haven't crashed out. They haven't lost to anyone. No, they haven't. So, But who have they really been tested against? Uzbekistan. I think a good team. And Syria, I think, look, yes, I was going to say, Uzbekistan provided a few challenges. And Syria, we knew that they, they're just a difficult opponent, right? Oh, yeah. Right. There's a word I want um, to use about Syria that I won't. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but they're, they're just a difficult opponent. So, And we it, found that out in this round of 16 too. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Well, so, reconfirmed you know, it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's just one of those things that um, that – Really, now Australia are going to face their sternest test, and potentially, potentially their sternest test all the way to the final if they do get to the final. Yeah, right. 
So um, yeah, it's a it's a you know it's a massive game that's in prospect. Um, but having said that, um, you know there's um, there's a lot of uh, football to be played, and there's uh, some very interesting football that we need to talk about as well, Nathan. That there is. That there is. We'll come back to soccer chat when we yeah. uh, focus on the quarterfinals. Correct. What should uh, we do we now? Talk, we need to talk about Tajikistan UAE. Okay. I think we just do this in, in running order. Yeah, let's chronological. go. Done, done. All right. Tajikistan UAE. We said that this was going to be a very difficult game. We both expected UAE <laughs> to get through just. Yeah, yeah. Right? But, or, wow. and, but we did say that we wouldn't be surprised if they get to penalties. UAE, bit like, like Uzbekistan most of the time now, flatter to deceive. Mm-hmm. I, I had them as the best of the second tier nations behind the top six of Asia. I think that's out the window now. Yep. Um, and, you know, having a goal in late injury time to come back to in Tajikistan, you know, definitely deserved. Um, I think they were the better team, actually. I think they deserved their win. I mean, it did go to extra time and penalties, but we said that this would be a very, very tough affair, and it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and entertaining as well, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. big time. Mm. Tajikistan. Fantastic story for them. Really great. Tournament Crazy. debut, quarterfinal yeah. against Jordan, who are a good team, not necessarily a, a team that is unbeatable either. Mm. And they'll be dreaming of a semi, Tajikistan. Mm. Mm. <laughs> which, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Which we'll, which we'll get to. Yes. But right. it's just ridiculous, the road they're on and the run they're having. And the, the, the drama of this game, though, Nathan, was just insane. It was. And it was, was end to end, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, amazing, amazing game. And UAE really disappointing, really disappointing. They're they you're right. They're fallen off from where they were mm. circa what five to ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. They've lost some real quality. Like obviously, Omar Abdul Rahman's no longer yeah. here in the setup. That's right. He's the yeah. big one. He's he mm. is the big one. Mm. Yeah, and that's right. They've got to go back to the drawing board as a football country, mm. as a as a national team. Yeah, I agree. They've they've got good players in there, but they just haven't really found that. Edge that they lost. Mm. Yep, no, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, then I think this was the game of the well. Geez, <laughs> there's two games that were the games of the round for different reasons, right? Yeah, we and we did preview that this would be an absolute cracking game. <laughs> and geez, weren't we right here? We, we I think we might it a little bit on this game for uh, the amount of drama and story and fallout um, as well. But a, a crazy, like it's just a phenomenal game, a f- uh, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that it was 10.30 Monday night, thank you. What That mm-hmm. was just absolute, like it was captivating. It, it was just enthralling football again, right? Two teams just going at it, hammer and tongs, right? Jordan hitting the lead, Iraq, you know, Going, um, going into you know, going in, into the lead after that, making it two one. Then you had the craziness of the <laughs> after the Iraq second goal, and all that ensued. And basically, Jordan scoring two goals in two minutes in stoppage time, deep stoppage time to win the game. Right at the end, and the third, and, and and Iraq could have equalised the game to mm, actually send the yeah. game to extra time with the last <laughs> kick of the game. I want to make this go, uh, game of the tournament. <laughs> well, it's pretty close to that. It's, it's, it's pretty close to that. Abs- yeah. Well, <laughs> has it? I, I actually think that this is, uh, from a overall perspective, yeah, you're right. It's the most memorable mm. game of the tournament so far. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, one, a couple of group games were pretty good, but this was, I mean, look, yes, actually, if you want to talk about Malaysia and South Korea, that was a top game as well, right? And game of, you know, so there's a few there's a few arguments to be had about what the match of the tournament is thus far. But for the sheer drama and the scale of what was on stake, at stake here, this game was just had it all. It just had it all. And goal of the round. Oh, yeah. The, the winner yeah. for yeah. Jordan. Goal of yeah. the round, no question in my mind. No arguments on this side. Quality to goal. score that sort of goal to win yeah. a game, to put Jordan into a quarterfinal. And, you know, like, as soon as I saw it, like, that'll do me. So, like, that was yeah. just, <laughs> I said, that's it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And for mine, pretty much every player in a Jordan shirt for that game had a, had a good match. Mm. There wasn't really anyone there that you thought, geez, he's having a bit of a stinker here. And particularly, I want to single out Musa Altamari. Yep. What a wonderful talent and a joy mm. to watch he is. Mm. He didn't get himself on the score sheet, but he was dangerous every single oh, time yeah. he picked the ball up. That one moment in the first half where uh, yep. he gets cleared out of the, yes. the defence, yep. he picks it up about 40 yards from his own goal, mm. and almost, if he scores that, that's goal of the tournament. That beats nah. the Qatar corner nah. volley in the National nah. I reckon. That goal right, cannot be beaten for goal of the tournament. Just because of the quality, <laughs> just because of the goal of ex- just because of the quality of execution, mm. it, it can't be beaten. Like it is, it's <laughs> he, like the corner is a great corner. It's pinpoint accurate. The volley is not no shin, no fluke, no off. You know, it's just the clean hit, concise, precise football. That goal is goal of the tournament without a shadow. I mean, it, it's going to take a really special goal. Right from a technical perspective, to actually get to knock that one off in my mind as goal this mm. right? Mm. Although we'll get to Qatar in a minute, right? Uh, we'll come back to Qatar in a minute. But this, um, but you're right. I mean, and the amount of one on ones and the keeping, actually, stand up keeping in this game as well was it had it all. It just had it all. It was just, I, I you know, I would watch this game again. Yeah, for sure. That's how yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and Laz, we should talk about the red card. Yeah, we should because that's been it doesn't deserve to be the big talking point of this game, but it is the big talking point of this game because of the controversy surrounding it. Sure, I think it was the right decision from Ali Reza Fagani. It was a ballsy call to make. Yes, but the right one. Yes, and uh, Ayman Hussein wants three, maybe four celebrations for scoring. The goal to take his team in the lead with still 15 minutes to go. Like, come on, please, please. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. What's, yeah. what's ensued since is nothing short of disgraceful with yep. Ali Reza Fagani's personal details being put out online. Correct. Names, date of birth, addresses, everything. Correct. Well, they're, and, they're not the only details online, but that's all right. We'll, anyway, there's breaking news on that front, but never mind. Mm. We would have been good on the to discuss in the mainline pod, but we'll touch on that briefly anyway. But you're right. This issue with regards to Ali Reza Fagani. Like we said previously um, on the mainline episode, Football Australia need to do everything they can to make sure that um, Ali Reza's family and Ali Reza himself are safe and secure, especially when he comes home. Right right now, the AFC need to look after him. It's that simple. Um, that's a disgrace, right? The aftermath is an absolute disgrace and there's no need for it at all. And I'm content that He's been the best referee at this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I don't really 
have an issue with many of the referees at the tournament. No, like, but he's been he has refereed this tournament unbelievable, like unbelievably well. You know, you're right. The standard refereeing has been pretty good actually, except for VAR taking a bit too long. Yeah, but that's but, my only complaint yeah, about right? the refereeing at the tournament not, is the VAR taking yeah, a while. But that's not the refereeing yeah. on the field though, right? So no, no, um, no. the refereeing on the field has been pretty good. Uh, I, I look the red card is a is a second yellow, and he shouldn't have done the foul to begin with to get the first yellow card. There was no need for it. So if the guy wants to carry on like an absolute tool with his celebrations, right, and have four different celebrations, I get it. We get the magnitude of the event. Yes, you think you have scored the potential winner. Completely it, understand, uh, right? I mean, it, it, okay. Look, in the I'd context, let him it, off if I'd put him off. If it was ninety plus five. No, I'd, look, I'd let him off. No, I wouldn't actually. That makes it even worse. That makes it even worse because it actually stretches out the game far beyond what it needs to be. Because he wants to go into the, he wants to jump behind the, he wants to <laughs> go behind the advertising boards. Then he wants to do a lap of the that part of the oval, right? Then he wants to come back onto the field and do another celebration with sitting down and pretending to eat. Then he wants to do another celebration. Mate, they have come on, <laughs> get your hand off it. Just do what you you know. You've had your celebration. Mate, okay. The only thing he didn't do was actually pull off the jersey because he thought he'd get a yellow for that. Mm, yep. Now, I would have had some empathy and sympathy if he scored it. Like, and it was a well-taken goal. There's no dispute about that. But if he had scored, like, scored the goal, ran, taken his jersey off because he was that excited, I would have said, far out, come on, use your discretion. The guy scored, and, you know, he thinks he scored the winner. Now, but the rules state that that's it. You can't over-celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't over-celebrate. Very much so. Very let me much fl- so. And- let, me, let me flip it to the other side. Let's say that that was a penalty and the keeper went and, and like, actually went right into the players. <laughs> would the keeper get get a card? Yeah, they probably would. I want to see a goalkeeper celebrate like I'm in the same bit now. It's, yeah, I know that, right? <laughs> and it's happened. I can tell you it's happened, right? <laughs> There's a particular point in case in a, in a Greek Super League game that it, where it's happened, right, where the keeper's just gone right into the penalty taker's grill and just given it to him, right? Well, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Top-level shithousery. But, <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, in this context, the referee has done the right thing. The guy has well and truly gone past the things of celebrating, right? I would have been happy if he had done, if, you know, you've gone into the crowd, you've run to the advertising board, you've done your little, maybe you did your Ronaldo hands on the chest thing, and then off you go, back to the halfway line, right? But that'll do, right? No more than two types of celebrations. That's it. Yep, very much so, very much so. And look, if he didn't get himself sent off, he probably would have scored an equaliser right at the death. That's true too, right? And look, he... Um, Which may have then justified an over-celebration, scoring a, a last-minute equal. Well, he could have ripped the jersey <laughs> off and then he would have been out for extra time, right? <laughs> um, look, the fact is is that he should not have done that. He's only got himself to blame, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he may not have been aware that you could over-celebrate a goal. Well, now he knows. But yeah. there was no need for him to actually commit that foul in the first place to get the yellow card. Mm-hmm. There was nothing doing. What like you want to leave yourself on someone? Well, you won't run the risk of getting a yellow, and it was a deserved yellow because there was no need for it. That was the stupidity of the situation. But anyway, we spent too much time on Ayman Hussain. Yeah, and... way too much because it, it takes away from Jordan and what they've achieved, and and the magnitude of going up, losing the lead, 
and coming back, right? Putting themselves in this position where they're actually going to be, you know, uh, playing in a quarterfinal against Tajikistan and potentially a semi final against Australia or South Korea. Mm. Um, man, they can win it, Jordan. I think they can. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. We'll get to that. Let's talk Qatar and Palestine, the hosts, and Palestine going ahead 1-0. Another great game. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. This tournament has been, uh, well, especially this round of 16, has been such a high level of entertainment in particular. Mm. And we said after match day three that Qatar have been the best team, but only with the exception of Iran. And mm. the thing that was holding Qatar back was the level of opponent they faced. Mm-hmm. Palestine have been the best opponent that they've come against. Up, <clears throat> Palestine were the best opponent they've come up against so far. And look, they look good, Qatar. They didn't look as commanding as they had in the no. group stage. No. And Palestine was a third place team. Yeah. Look, I'm not taking anything away from Qatar. I think look, Palestine definitely stuck it to them in the first half. Um, but Qatar were the much better side in the second half. Yeah. Right. And they could have scored another couple at least. Mm. Right. Um, T. Watt, El Hados again with a goal. Another um, banger. <laughs> right. Something about, like, they're just, they execute their set pieces very well. Right. So um, you don't want to give them corners of free kicks because they're no. just really good at it. You know, it's just, you know, phenomenal football that they're playing. And um, look, that was a, a tough affair for them, right? Palestine were really up for it. They had nothing to lose. And I'll tell you what, it, that's going to be an interesting quarterfinal that Qatar find themselves in. But I fancy Qatar get, like, you know, getting through, you know, they can go deep, you know, really deep into this tournament, really deep. Look, if you look at Qatar's international tournament history, mm. just the ones that they're supposed to be competing in, I'm not counting mm. Copa Americas. Or yeah, whatever. sure. No, forget that. <laughs> These two Asian Cups in the World Cup, it's like we're, we've seen two completely different teams. Like, if you just watch the World Cup, mm. then you see what Qatar Report is serving up in this Asian Cup. You think, what's happened to you? It's a different side altogether. Yeah. But so they win. they're just playing with a lot more swagger and belief. They're yeah. playing like belief. Yeah. They're playing yeah. like a big fish in Asia, which well, they're the champions, right? Performance. Yeah. Yeah. They and, are the uh, champions. That... Their pedigree is rising and rising. 11 wins mm. in a row at the Asian Cup. Yeah. Just, I think and, mate, they just had stage fright. They must have had stage yeah. fright when they hosted the World Cup. For, I mean, just the sense of the occasion must have just been too big for them, mm. I think. And, and that's, you know. Amos Ali and Akram Afif. Oh, what a player he is, such, man. Afif. Such a good partnership Yeah, up front. And, and yes, yeah. Afif, he's so good. He is so good. He's probably the favourite to take out Golden Ball. I was going to say, he's Golden Ball. I reckon he's Golden Ball winner at this point. Yeah. Yep. All right. He'd make my team of the tournament easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Um. Uzbekistan, Thailand. Jeez, this was a tough, tough game. I mean, Uzbekistan yeah. was by far the best team in the in the first half, but Thailand gave themselves a real good fighting chance in in winning this game. You know, they could have won. They could have drawn this game, taken it deep into extra time. But um, again, really close affair. Really close affair. Yeah, this game was more of a slog than the others. Mm. It was a, it was a uh, tough it, watch. It was. Um, Faisalayev is the the focal point in this Uzbek team. Mm. He's the one who's really got to carry this attacking unit going forward. They've got good support around him, but he's the one who has to drive them forward and make it happen. And 
as we said on the last one, it's a shame they're missing some of their injured players, yeah. like Shamorodov. Shamorodov is a big miss, I think. He, yeah, he's the big yeah. one. And mm. can they trouble Qatar in the uh, quarterfinal? I'm inclined to say no from what we've seen so far. Ladder to deceive. They do. They do. Uh, I and think this is the ceiling. I think that's quarterfinals is it. Which but, is not anyway. exactly bad. No, it's not. But you know. Because we don't have them as one of the big six in Asia. No, that's right. So the quarterfinals are a good achievement mm. for them. And look, maybe they can spring the upset on Qatar, which from where we sit now, I think it would be an upset. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. The game of the round. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Co-game. I'm still, I'm still putting Iran Co- Jordan above it. Co-game. Okay. Can we say co-game of the round? Sure. Because this was, I'm going to use like a old boxing analogy here, right? Mm. This was not Usyk Fury. Mm. This was more like Joshua and um, Deontay Wilder. Okay. Yeah. Right? So... Um, so to explain that, <laughs> yes, to explain that. So the next level down from the you know from the heavyweight championship, you know the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world, right? So if you are a boxing aficionado, what happened in in Saudi Arabia before Christmas? You had that qualify like you know that night of boxing with all these heavyweights. That's what this was like, right? Two teams that were struggling to really find their way into the tournament or were inconsistent and um, basically played each other off, you know, trying to play each off, play each other off the park and batter each other, basically, yeah. in, a, in a game of physical um, exertion, which probably left both teams drained, to be honest. Yeah. They both uh, looked really tired. You've, you've smashed it with the boxing analogy, I, I must say. Thank you. <laughs> this is this is uh, Joshua Wilder, <laughs> if it was mm. a football match. Mm. <laughs> and it went the distance. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And amazing moment for South Korea, 90 plus nine. Yep. Saudi Arabia so close to uh, getting through. and They were out. South Korea were gone. Yeah. Like, you know, they threw everything and there was just that one punch just to, you know, hey, you know, just to pick themselves up from the stand. You know, they've been, they've copped two standing eight counts, you know, the referees looking at them going, I'm not sure if you should carry on, but they did. I don't know why we're still. I don't know why we're still extending this boxing analogy. But yeah, sorry, we went to the we went to the judges' scorecards at the end. Yeah, yeah, and the penalty uh, shootout. The penalty shootout just gave it away. And look, the penalties were phenomenal quality from South mm. Korea. I have to say, they were all very well taken. But and uh, yeah. Mancini's copped a lot of stick walking down the <sighs> tunnel before the last penalty was taken. Mm, uh, I'm not really perturbed by it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just a towel. He, he, well, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. The towel, you know, he's like, okay, well, this is, you know, I'm throwing in the towel. That's it. That's exactly yeah. what he did. I'm going to go pick up the pieces and, uh, you know, I'll say what I have to say in the dressing room. Does he keep his job? Yeah, I think so. It's it's way, it's way early doors still, relatively. It, it right? just depends on how the FA view that shootout from the dugout. Like, has he walked down on the team? Has he not gone down with the ship, so to speak? No, uh, I I think that's look. It's not something that's commonly done, but I don't think it would be construed as as uh, um, abandoning the team and walking away. Mm. I think it's like I'm just going in. I'm going to re, you know, gather my thoughts and and try and get this team, you know, lift this team by what I say in the dressing rooms. It doesn't need to be said in front of anyone else, or you know, the scenes that need to be taken in front of anyone else. So 
you know, he's going to have, you know, he's obviously gone to prepare to, I think, to deal with the disappointment that he's going to find in the dressing rooms afterwards. And, and it is disappointment because mm. out in the round of 16 can only be made as a disappointment for Saudi Arabia. Yes, Korea, good team. And expectations change when you come up against a team like that early in the tournament. But mm. a round of 16 exit is far from acceptable for mine yep. with Saudi yep. Arabia. No, I agree. And I, look, I agree. Whoever was coming out of this game is, and it is South Korea, they are really up against it for the quarterfinal because they've had two and a bit extra yeah. days less recovery and the extra time and penalties in this slobber knocker of a match. That's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a, a wrestling term now, slobber knocker. Okay, yes. We're ticking off all the martial arts. That's it, us. that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk about the quarterfinal later, but big ask for South Korea to back up so soon. So the next game we look at, Nathan, is Bahrain-Japan. And there's no question mark here in my mind. Right, Japan were the far better side and we're always threatening to do this to whoever they played in the uh, round of 16. They were. I think we can say Japan are back. They really look like not necessarily the the polished final iteration for what they can achieve, but they were a little bit wasteful here. And you thought midway through that second half, is the game going to turn? And it threatened to do that, but they were good enough to see off Bahrain. And I think the biggest takeaway here from Japan is that Matoma's back. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Now that he's back, they have their full complement and they are not going to be fun for anyone to come up against at all. Agreed. Agreed, which makes the quarterfinal so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Makes the quarterfinal so interesting. What we should say on Japan, though, as a slight negative, is the own goal that Bahrain scored. No, agreed. Because that's a massive mix-up and Mm. a continuation of some pretty poor goalkeeping stroke defending in that Japanese heart of the defence. Have you been impressed with Japan's goalkeeper? I haven't. No, not at all. I haven't. Um, and their centre halves at the back and are not in great form. You'd think they'd be better. Like, it's a core yeah. Tomiyasu. I agree. You'd think they'd be better than what they've shown. Yeah, yeah. Um, their quality, you know, their qualities can't be questioned, but they just seem to be at times um, caught short and unsure of themselves. Right. And that angle is a is a good reflection as to where we're coming from with regards to where Japan seems to be dropping the ball. Uh, even allowing for the goals that they've scored in this tournament so far, going forward, they haven't been as sharp as what they have been in the past. Mm, yeah, right. and right. I don't and I don't think people can actually say that they're really hit their stride yet. Maybe they're building into this tournament. Maybe there's going to be a performance in the quarterfinal and semifinal, which will put the fifth you know, through whoever they play. But, um, geez, the quarterfinal is just a tasty one. It's an abs. It's a tasty one. It really is. So, and the fact that Japan finished second uh, allows this uh, situation to to evolve. Yeah, completely. You know. Because that, well, I mean, we're going to talk about Iran very soon, but that quarterfinal's mouth-watering. To be fair, all four of them are. Oh, they are. But I think that's the quarterfinal. Well, geez. Two of the quarterfinals are just oh, I mean, it's so tasty. I'd They're say very three. tasty. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. You're right. You're right. Iran, Syria. Jeez. I mean, Iran getting away with it big time. Mm. Big time. Jeez. Oh, like, what is Taremi doing? Yeah. Getting sent off. Yeah. 
And I think my first my first point. Yeah, no, I agree with you. What's he doing? Like, yeah, you talked about Iman Hussein picking up a stupid yellow card earlier. That was silly. Why on earth do you do that when you know you're on a yellow card? Mm. Like, it's just a, a brain explosion, and he's out for the quarterfinal against Japan, and that's a massive loss for Iran, a huge loss. Like, mm. I'm almost tempted to put a line through them now, yep. not having Turumi. Like, it's that big of an impact. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. Syria nearly won it in like before the shootout. They yeah. nearly had enough to to win the game outright. Mm. And yeah, they are a a prickly team, Syria. Mm-hmm. Sure, they are. I like that. Yes, yes. Uh, and we've said many times they're the one team of the of that class of teams in Asia that you definitely don't want to face. Yeah, more than any of the others in that sort of area in that range. And they showed again why they are so difficult to play. Mm. They've done well to get to this point. Will they look back on it and think that they missed the opportunity to oh, go through the quarterfinal? I think so. Opportunity missed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but look, it's still a good tournament for them to get to this stage and push Iran all the way, I guess. But for me, the uh, if we were doing some uh, power rankings, as uh-huh. uh, we've teased in the past. <laughs> or, or, or our dynamic index. Yeah, our dynamic index. There you go. <laughs> uh, Iran are tumbling down at the moment. Mm. 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 Yeah. What do you make of the rest of the game for Iran? Look, I think that they would have had a winner had they had their full complement. I think the, they would have found the winner. The game would not have gone to penalties. Um, Taremi can thank you know his teammates for getting the game to penalties. Right. But you're right, Syria were posing you know some difficulties to them. And again, the quality of the penalty taking uh, for Iran was just brilliant. Yeah. Very much so. And mm. they did what they had to do, yeah. which shows good game management. And that will hold them instead if required for the quarterfinal. Because they, I mean, nothing's off the table for Iran, Japan. No, that's right. For that game. It can go all the way to penalties again for them. So Very true. Yeah, as I say, Iran getting away with it against Syria. They did. They did. Yep, I agree with you there. All right, Nathan. Quarterfinal time. Quarterfinal preview time. And... We'll start with the bracket that Australia are in, but the other side. So Tajikistan, Tajikistan versus Jordan, which will be played tomorrow night, um, Sydney time, ten thirty. And what say you, Nathan? I think this is a, a, a fascinating fixture myself. Yeah, it is a Friday night here in Sydney. An incredible story and prospect. Whoever it is that goes through, much like it was for the game with. Tajikistan and Lebanon back in on match day three, where we said if there was a winner, it's an incredible story. Whoever gets it, same thing here. Whichever team advances to the semi final, they've gone well and truly above their expectations, and uh, they wouldn't have thought they could get that far. But one of them will. Yeah, one of them will. And look, once you get to a semi final, anything can happen. Correct. You need a bit of luck to go your way, and who knows? This game is going to be absolutely wild. Both teams will go for it. I think based on the entertainment and the, the chaos factor, this will be the game of the round. Uh-huh. Because, as I say, like it's, there'll be nothing left behind. There'll be no stone unturned for both these teams. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, that's fair. Look, they, they've I, both look, got an opportunity at it, right? So mm. they've they've got to give it a whack. And look, I think Jordan are the better team. So do based I. Based on what we've seen, there's something about Tajikistan, but this amazing story they're on. Mm. I think that this game, either Jordan win in the 90. Or Tajikistan win on penalties. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. If it goes to extra time and penalties, I think uh, Tajikistan win it. 
Um, otherwise, Jordan will win in in the ninety minutes, right? But not by much. It, you know, again, mm. it, I can see a one nil, right? But Tajikistan scrambled very well in defence, so um, it will be entertaining. It won't be technically the the two best teams going at it, right, in this round. But that's not to dismiss it at all. I think it'll be great value, and you know, it'll be a great watch to stay up for to watch uh, at um, ten thirty. We'll probably have a not a nap, and then a nap uh, before the night. You know, a couple of hours before, <laughs> and then we'll get up and watch it because uh, Australia versus South Korea at three a.m. Two thirty. Two thirty. Sorry, yes. Mm. Two thirty. And yes, Saturday not morning time at all. No, that's right. What happened to the ten thirty kickoffs? Bring them well, back. <laughs> I know. Well, swap this. Swap the ten thirty with you know. Swap the ten thirty around. You know, but yes. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some. Uh, Strategy and planning going into this one. Are you just going to push all the whole way through and risk a uh, five thirty bedtime if it goes all the way to penalties? Yep, <laughs> I think pretty much. To. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, get get some get a nap in between work and ten thirty. Yep. <laughs> if you can. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. And then a nap before yeah. ten thirty yep. on Friday night. That's what it's going to be. So, uh, okay, Australia South Korea. How do we see Australia lining up? What do we think? In terms of a team, mm-hmm. I think it will be Ryan. I think Jones will get dropped. Okay. For you Atkinson? Think, you think different? Mm-hmm. I want Miller. You know I want I know, Miller. But... I know you want Miller, but he hasn't featured. No, he hasn't featured. He's not going to get a start against Korea. Mm. Um, Unless there's injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's uh, the other side of it. But I don't know. I think he exposed himself a little bit against Indonesia. And nearly getting himself sent off really would put a, that element of doubt in mind, mm-hmm. I think, for Arnie. Maybe Atkinson does come back in. Okay. Big test because you need to trust yes. whoever plays there to mark Son. And South Korea hit, um, uh, were hitting Saudi on the on Saudi's right, down South Korea's left. And mm. that's going to be where Son is uh, going to station himself as well, I think. Or, and that's where yeah. the overloads are going to try and come. So they need to um, be mindful of that. I think what will happen is, not so much that Australia was sitting at low block, but you'll see that Australia will be playing on the counter. Oh, for sure. And this game suits Australia very very much so for that component, for that aspect. Mm, It does. And I think there will be some, there'll be a question for Arnie, who's plays at right back. And we're focusing on right back because I think that's the most interesting selection for this game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He may end up siding with Geffen Jones because he's a bit better defensively than Atkinson. I think if you play Nathaniel Atkinson at right back, you run the risk of him being really exposed. I still think there's an argument... Yeah. I think there's an argument to be made of Jones right back, Atkinson right mid, uh-huh. and double up. I can I can see Arnie doing that. Okay, that's an interesting one. Because we've seen that. We saw that at the World Cup. Yeah, that's true. And I think the rest of the defense picks itself. Hmm. Aziz Beige has to play. I agree. You but... can't let you can't put Jordy Boss back there to take on uh, Lee Kang in. No. In this one, you need you need Beige in there. Hmm. It'll be Rolls and Suter. It will be back as Irvine. I'm imagining Duke will come back in. And Goodwin. I'd love to see Goodwin back in. But it could be Boss. And Yeah, it could be Boss. Could be Boss. And then the right slot is... Oh, no, you've also got McGree in there probably. Mm. McGree will start again. And then on the right, you've got either Boyle or Atkinson, depending on what Arnie's thinking. I think that's the side that they get, that he goes for as well. Mm. Uh, I think Boyle... I don't think he'll play Atkinson both... Atkinson and Jones, although it does make sense with what you've uh, put forward there. Definitely you could put, push Atkinson into 
into right mid. Mm. And, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing either. I think if you put Atkinson right mid, you have to bring Goodwin in. I think Goodwin is playing in this game. Yep. But yeah, the pairings for mine is either going to be Boss and Boyle or Goodwin and Atkinson. Mm. Mm. Not a mix. Mm. Because you need to have, I reckon, one who's a fullback who's playing further up, who contributes with the off-ball work. Yep. And one who can actually really take someone on in the final third and create something. Fair enough. Fully expected no, that makes sense. to start. Yep, same. Same. I agree. I agree. This is the game for Mitch Duke too, but this yes, is his style is. of game. Yep. Mm. Yep. I agree. Uh, South Korea. Under Klinsman. Yeah, uh, they don't convince at all. No. No, they don't. And look, they've got brilliant individual quality. We already mentioned Son. We already mentioned Correct. Lee Kagan. Kim Min J too. Yep. They've got some unbelievable individual players. They've got the best individual players at this tournament. Bar none. Bar none. Mm. Can they put it all together into a team unit and a team performance? We haven't they, seen it yet. They should be able to. I don't know if yeah. they will. And I think they look, like I said before, um, Sun looks lost at times. Well, not lost. He's playing. He's been given a free roving role, and at times the, the play hasn't been fluid enough for the ball to come to him where he's actually roaming, right? Kind of looks like that they're trying to get the ball to him all the time. There's a bit of Matildas about this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So um, I know it's early doors again, and I think that's what it comes down to, right? I have my question marks around Klinsman and his managerial style, right? But, yeah, I, I, I think because it's early doors, they're not clear as to what it is that he's trying to, to put across, and that's where the lack of fluidity seems to be affecting South Korea, right? I look at them and I think, okay, well, there's um, space in behind, uh, the space between the lines where you can actually play your way through them, um, but they're quick. They're very quick and they can actually press and close you down as well. I haven't seen that so much. Um, you're right individually, you know, player for player, you know, they've probably got more quality. This game just sits, I think, right into Australia's hands with regards to this. So it is a game of um, concern. For the Socceroos, I think it's something that we need to respect the opponent, but there's no reason to fear the opponent in this case. They're a, a known quantity, they're a known quality. Australia can, can get the job done against South Korea. South Korea are the favourites going into this game. Of that, in my mind, there's no doubt, but this game is just perfectly poised to sit, in, you know, to come into Australia's hands. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that favour Australia with this matchup. You mentioned stylistically, it favours the Socceroos, I agree. I think part of the the other things that we've said earlier in the podcast about the rest, that Korea have played four games at this tournament. Uh, sure, they beat Bahrain, but they drew the other three. They drew Malaysia, they drew Jordan, and they drew Saudi Arabia. Uh, they were behind in each of those three games. Yeah. And because they've had to scrap their way through, sure, they haven't lost yet, but because they've had to fight in pretty much every game they've played, they haven't been able to rotate as much. No, that's right. And they had that. 120 plus penalties against Saudi. Oh. The soccer is a fresher, yep. even allowing for those extra two days, even if it was correct play at the same time, the soccer is a fresher. And a lot of things are falling Australia's way coming oh. into this game. As no. we both say, South Korea's individual quality is just amazing, and they have the players to just win a game with a snap of the finger like that. The chance is there for the soccer is. And really, Laz, I think this game determines whether this tournament has been a pass or a fail. Yep. Uh, this, is the, this is the benchmark. This I is not necessarily point. win or loss either. No, well, I think it is. Uh, if you 
if you're the Socceroos and you like just miss out, like you go out on penalties, like go out or, on penalties, or yeah, like, yeah, okay, you'll be disappointed. I, yeah. I take yeah, because yeah. of the opponent. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, if it would be different if it was Tajikistan or Jordan oh, or sure. or Uzbekistan, right? But yeah, you, oh, I get your point completely with regards to that. However, I think a semi-final is a pass. Is is a, is you know, if Australia reaches the semi-final, happy days for me. This Australia, this current Australian team. I think but if Australia, if gets Australia past reaches, Korea, if they get past Korea, yeah. they go to the final. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if so, they don't, then that I think that will be seen as a bigger failure in going out of Korea. Correct. Correct. Um, I think the winner of this game goes to the final. Yeah. Right, and yeah. that's no disrespect to Tajikistan or Jordan. I just think that that's you know the winner of this game. Goes through to the to the final. Um, who wins? I'm back on the Socceroos. Same, of course. Same. No, but <laughs> not, no not because it's but, but yeah. I, I can just see I, I've got you know I can just see Australia winning this game. Mm. Uh, one nil. Yeah, I think it can be done in ninety minutes. Mm. The Socceroos will have to go about their business in the same way that we saw them at the World Cup. Correct. Against France, against Denmark, and hit them on the break. There'll be space to run into. Can the players take their moment when it comes? Because it will come. Huh. Can they put Australia past South Korea into a Asian Cup semi-final? We shall see. Two thirty Saturday morning. Laz will flip over to the other side yep. of the bracket. Yes. Saturday night, ten thirty, Iran Japan. What a game this is Saturday night. Oh, 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 oh. Forget the Premier League. Oh, what Premier League? Forget. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching this. Yeah, same. This will be an absolute. Slobber knocker, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Absolute slobber knocker. I um. Oh geez, look. Taremi is a big out for a run. Taremi is a big out for a run. Um, I'm going to go Japan. I'm going to go Japan in this game. I just see that Japan are hit. You know, are hitting their stride at the right time. You know, so um, not to say that they can't be beaten, but um, yeah, I think Japan have been. A touch more impressive than Iran, even though Iran have won their three group games and you know they got you know managed to get the results, um, you know, on penalties against Syria, um, you know, being able to defend with with ten men for a period of time, you know, encounter that threat. I just think Japan have too much quality for them. Yeah, I think so. I'm putting Japan through myself, and they just seem to be going into this tournament. I can echo pretty much everything you say, mm. and Taremi's the big one. Mm. I think it does take away a little bit from the spectacle of the game as well, not I having Taremi. I agree. Not saying that he should play anyway, of course, but... No. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a big loss for Iran. And as I said earlier, I think I'm putting a line through them immediately. As soon as that red card came up, I was thinking, that's them done, mm. whether it be against Syria or here against Japan. That's them done. I think Japan win this game 2-1. I see Iran getting a goal somewhere. Right, but yeah, I think Japan just have too much quality for them. Yeah, I'm so, I'll say three one. Okay, a bit no, more emphatic. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. The hosts Qatar versus Uzbekistan, Nathan. Surely Qatar are going through here. Yeah, I have them going through. Uzbekistan, we covered it off earlier. They've been good to get to this point. They are we not think a flashy is, team. They're yeah, not a polished team. We they think that, have done yeah. enough to get here, but Qatar looked like the best team at this tournament. Yeah. At times, they have done that, and they had to work a little bit harder to get over Palestine, but still, they look like the defending champions. They're going to take some beating Correct. if it is to beat Japan-Qatar in the semi-final, mm-hmm. a repeat of the uh, 2019 final. Correct. That's going to be amazing. 
Yep. Uh, but I think it will be Japan Qatar. Yep, indeed. Indeed. I think it'll be Japan Qatar in the semi final. Uh, I think Qatar will um, account for Uzbekistan. I think uh, Qatar will win 2 0 in that. So uh, we have, I think we agree on Jordan being the favourites and going through, Australia going through, setting up a potential Jordan Australia semi final. Um, Japan knocking over Iran and Qatar knocking over Uzbekistan, setting up a potential Japan versus Qatar semi-final. Okay, that's it, Nathan. We've hit the back peg on this one. We have, we have. It's been fun. It has been. on the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> look, there's just some tasty fixtures in there. Like all four of them, these fixtures will be just uh, great to watch. Um, there's going to be a bit of drama involved as well. So some fingernail biting stuff, obviously, with the Socceroos, but... I think I think the Socceroos uh, are primed to get to the semi-final here. So bring it on, go the Socceroos, Nathan. Thanks again for your time and everything you do for the pod. Thanks again to the listeners and enjoy the Asian Cup. Yeah, thanks everyone, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. Enjoy the football.